Hello, happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rhymes. I'm your host and friend, Cherica Lightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health therapy that you feel you may need. In this podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. It was not an easy choice that I had to make. It was, in fact, very difficult and probably by far the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Uh, I was a codependent wife. My ex-husband is dealing with some substance abuse made the decision to leave so I could have the ability to heal and rediscover myself. I did find that being in that marriage was not good for not only myself but for my two little boys. I realized that I could not help my ex-husband go down that path. If anything, I felt that I was him. Dealing with somebody that has um, any type of addiction has always been very difficult, at times very traumatizing. So, as my new chapter unfolds, I am here to share my story in hopes that I may somehow empower those that are in the same situation or in a similar situation to find strength within themselves and do what's best for themselves and for their children. So, once again, thanks for listening. Happy Friday! It is actually in the wee hours of the morning. So thank you for tuning in to a very early episode of Still I Rise. I know that the last episode that I recorded, we spoke of emotions and how it can get the best of us and how we feel very guilty at times. This episode would be a continuation to that. And like I mentioned previously, this is going to be very straightforward. And um, I'm giving you guys very genuine emotions because it's been a very very challenging journey for me and my boys. So, as I mentioned in my previous episode, we get the guilty feelings. We get emotional. We start missing certain things. They say certain things to us and then we begin to feel that guilt. As I said, I'm still going through my journey. But 
though I may not be where I would like to be, I will say this. I am glad that I am a little bit wiser to recognize what is complete and utter bullshit, excuse my language, versus what's the truth. Well, the ugly truth is after we get out of these relationships or marriages, if you will, we're never really the same again. We could be called scarred, broken, damaged. But, of course, we do our best to just make sure that we don't look at the entire world as rotten because somebody treated us so horribly. I've held back on a lot of details and I'll continue to do so because I don't want to encourage too much negativity. But I do have to keep it honest because I know that If I tell you guys everything, it may help. It may empower you. Because when you go through these situations with somebody who's on drugs, it's really never easy. And sometimes you feel alone and you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to. I've been there. I know that I've held back on what the actual drug was. So today I will share with you guys. The drug that my ex-husband is on is crystal meth. Methamphetamines. Dope. I can't even explain or begin to explain what that drug does to an individual and what that individual can do to families, to the people that they love. For a while, I started to think that, okay, why is it that I can't get through to him? Our marriage started out transparent. We've had our ups and downs. And to be quite frank, 10 years ago, this was a problem. Before I had my first son, this was a problem. So I encountered all of these signs I encountered all the behaviors and it was a very, very dark point in my life. I was 24 at the time and I was very scared. I was pregnant. I was married. 
and he was always gone. And when he was, he would come home, he would have outbursts and they were scary. One of his outbursts, he actually kicked me out of his parents' house. Later, apologized. But all of the things that occurred prior to that, I, I just couldn't understand it. I was young. I was naive. I couldn't understand why my, I was a newlywed, why my new husband didn't want to be home with me. I couldn't understand why he would never pick up his phone. I, I would never, I could never understand why he was never home at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Sometimes he would get home at 6 a.m. I never understood that. I was starting to doubt myself and I was thinking maybe I was, maybe it was me. Maybe I was just that horrible, horrible person that he just couldn't stand to be around. Even after he had told me to leave, even though he begged me to come back, I knew something was not right. The people that he hung around with, they, they were just up to no good. They were doing things that would get them in trouble with the law, and I could not be around that. And I was about to be a mother. So I stayed back at my sister's where I knew I was going to be safe but at the same time I wanted to be a family I wanted so much for my husband to change I couldn't even explain how bad I wanted that so even though he had kicked me out and he had shown me or displayed this erratic behavior. Every day I would drive, well, every week rather, I would drive 45 minutes to see him. Sometimes I would waste my time because he wouldn't be at his parents' house. Because he was at his friend's house. So one day I... Came down to see him. I had actually called his sister to make sure that he was there. And he was. She said he was sleeping. So I had to hurry. I drove down there and he was asleep. Something was telling me to go look on his desk. There I found something wrapped in a sock. When I pulled it out, I found this glass pipe. And I had never seen one of these before, but I heard of what it was. And I 
then already knew that it was crystal meth. And I saw that. I started crying. I woke up. He started crying. And he said, you don't understand everything I'm going through. This is why I'm smoking it. But I'll quit. I promise I'll quit. That's not even mine. It's not mine. It's not mine. I... I don't smoke it that often. It's not mine. Well, I believed him, but then, you know, I started putting a few things together because he started losing a lot of weight. And then when I really thought about it, I said, wow, he was a completely different person when he was off of it. So I had faith that he was going to change. Well, he was, if you will, institutionalized for five months, which gave him a chance to clean up. We were blessed to have him be released in time to see the birth of my firstborn. And for nine years straight, he was clean. He was a great father. We didn't have a perfect marriage, but... The moment that we moved, life happened. Challenges happened. And um, for some reason, we just couldn't be there for each other anymore. It got tough. It got more harder to speak with him. And I noticed certain patterns that were very familiar, and it scared me. I felt as if a dark cloud just came over my household, but I, I was in denial, and I didn't want to I didn't want to accept it. So the fights were getting bad. It got to the point where I even suggested maybe we need to separate for a bit. Broke his heart. He started crying. But prior to that, I've noticed that he would be on his computer gaming until 6 in the morning. I remember waking up one morning and it was 6 and he was still awake. I asked him, are you smoking meth? He said, no, what are you, stupid? I said, well, you're, you're sure as hell acting like it. And he said, no, no, it's just I, I can't sleep. So I took his word for it. But even prior to that, I noticed that the transparency was slowly gone. Everything was a big secret. There were so many things that were happening and it, it, it was happening so fast and I just felt like I was alone. I couldn't describe, I can't describe how bad it was. You know, I actually realized that I, I lost myself. I lost my will to even at some point live. Because I felt the man that I have been with for the last 10 years has fallen out of love for me. I don't know what I did. 
which is kind of the cycle 10 years ago started doubting myself what's wrong with me and um you know i looked at his uh his facebook and i found that he started communicating with a friend that he used to do crystal meth with and he had promised me 10 years ago that he was not going to be affiliated with him because he knows what path that will lead him down and his kids were not worth losing. And I trusted him because he stayed clean for nine years. Well, they were talking again. That didn't sit well with me. My anxiety was through the roof. I told him, next thing I'm going to find is a meth pipe. Sure enough, he said, no, you are tripping. That's his words to me. That's what he would always say to me. He would talk to me as if I was crazy. I just noticed that as the months went by, he just kept coming home late and late. And more random merchandise started to pop up around the house. Computers... He started building more computers and um, he had his gaming computer actually downstairs in the the family room or in the kitchen. And then he built another one, this time in the garage. He was always in that garage, never wanted to come out, never wanted to spend time with the boys. When I realized that I wasn't spending enough time with the boys, I decided to make that change. And every, almost every other weekend, the boys and I would go different places. I got to know my boys a whole lot more. Because I realized that my kids were getting much older and I wanted them to enjoy their childhood. As the months rolled on, My ex-husband and I would constantly fight, of course, about all the weird things because I have always been a very strong-willed person, which he did not really approve of. He said that he loved me a whole lot more when I was this innocent little girl. But of course, that translates to, I love you a whole lot more when you were easily manipulated. Well, months, as the time went on, the months rolled by, it just get, it kept getting worse and worse. Well, jumping back to when I discovered he was back on the drug, I woke up around 3 in the morning. This was probably six months into him acting strange. Woke up at 3 in the morning, and I happened to look at the camera. And I noticed he was vaping something, and he does not like to vape. So I knew he was probably smoking marijuana in the house, which I didn't approve of because of the boys. So I had asked him what exactly was it that he was smoking. And he pretty much told me to F off. So... 
he fell asleep and I decided to go through his shorts to see exactly what it was. I was expecting to find a vape pen. But I found one of my children's socks. And as I dug in the sock, I found a meth pipe. I felt my entire world that we had built together for the last nine years just fall apart. I went hysterical. He was trying to justify why, but I could tell that he was not in the right state of mind because of the way he, he was acting and how he was trying to answer. <coughs> Excuse me. And I had initially said, get out. But then I looked at my two boys and I said, oh my God, how am I going to explain this to them? So I told him, you will stay and you will explain to these boys that this pipe was much more important to you than they were. And that is why you're leaving. He started crying. My mom loved him like her own son and of course she knew that this wasn't going to be good so she actually encouraged me to stay in hopes that he'd get clean I hope that he would have gotten clean I even suggested marriage counseling and that's why I was so devastated when I found that meth pipe because when he was in the right state of mind he refused the marriage counseling and went for the meth pipe. What upset me the most is at some point he was in the right state of mind, but the fact that he went and picked that up, I was very upset. So everything was lies, lies to cover up lies, sometimes get caught up in a lie, but then try to cover that up. You know, with meth addicts, it's so hard to trust them. They like to manipulate your emotions. They like to make you feel bad for them. You know, one thing that really made me crazy or drove me to close to insanity was those times where I would find evidence and I really am just ashamed of myself for this. I would find evidence and then I would confront him about it. The evidence is right there, clear as crystal. And I would actually demand for him to tell me that or admit to the evidence. He would deny it. The evidence is right there, but I would still go out of my mind trying to tell him, I want you to tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth already. That's all you got to do is tell me the truth. That would never happen. Never. This went on for a year and a half. Over and over and over. There would be times where I'd be like, you know what, I can't take this anymore. We would fight. And I would start crying. And then, of course, he would be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Then we would make up just so we could do it all over again. It was a vicious cycle and it was very toxic and it was very draining. And I noticed that 
every single time I would lose a piece of myself. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't like who I was anymore because I would be nasty towards him because I knew he was lying. I didn't like the kids seeing us fight. Towards the end, there was some infidelity. The infidelity, the affair, if you will, involved another meth addict, which made that 10 times worse because I'm pretty sure that the meth use and the erratic behavior was amplified. The woman had a husband. Well, it was a just, I don't want to get too much into details, but it, it was a crazy, crazy ride. And to piggyback off of what I shared with you guys earlier today or yesterday, I started to feel bad once again. But in actuality, same game. Same game. We always hope for the best. We always want to give them the benefit of the doubt. When I felt bad, I I did not necessarily want to try to work it out again because I know for a fact that I, I can't go into that type of relationship. Maybe a friendship, but I can't do that. And I strongly feel that I can't even do that now because there's still continuous lies. And in my book, that's the worst thing that you could possibly do. So... I discovered that I was being played once again. I am ashamed, but look, I wanted to share with you guys everything that I've gone through from beginning, middle, and hopefully soon the end. This journey is not easy. Even after you leave a meth addict, they will try to reinsert themselves. You will still feel bad. But the difference is when you finally leave, you have better chances of staying out of that cycle. Because you get a taste of what it's like to be without that chaos. To be without that toxic environment. To have a peace of mind. And everybody deserves a peace of mind. You deserve to love yourself. You deserve to self-care. Especially after you've been hurt. You need to get out of there. 
You can't heal if you're still in that situation. And I know that if I was still in the same residence as him, it would be the same thing over and over. You find yourself venting to your friends and they're going to ask you, what are you going to do about it? I will say this about meth addicts. When you're dealing with somebody that is addicted to meth, if they tell you, oh, I'm very seldom using it. I'm not using it that much. I'm not even addicted to it. I'll tell you, I was stupid enough to believe that his quote unquote self-rehabilitation through a made-up mind was going to actually be effective. No. That drug actually steals souls. If you are still in the same residence or still in that relationship with this person, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look in their eyes and you tell me if it's the same exact person. Don't look into their eyes or not when they're not when they're crying to you and telling you them that they're sorry and trying to reminisce. When they are at their worst and they're pissed off at you and yelling at you, that is the time that I would I'm telling you to look into their eyes and you tell me if that's the same person. It's not easy to leave, I know. But you have to. If children are involved, you have to leave. It took me a while because I wanted to make sure that I did everything I could. And towards the end, I knew I was doing it for my children. I knew I made the right choice because even if it's not affecting your children right now, as the time goes on and as the addiction gets worse, I can promise you it will affect them as it did mine. You will get affected even more. Don't stay. The mistake that I made was trying to fix him. I had a close friend tell me, you're in for a rude awakening. The more you try to fix him, the more you're going to screw yourself up. And sure enough, I did. Every time I tried to hold this family together, I lost a part of myself. I broke. The truth is, my friends, when I started this journey, I was a broken person. My kids were broken as well. I had to pick up the pieces and go forward. 
every day got better and better. I feel safe now in my own place. There are times where my children and I do think about him and the memories and we miss him. But today with things that occurred, it pretty much solidified that it's not him. It's still the same drug addict that took over. And until they reach rock bottom, they're not going to change. They're not going to snap out of it. As long as they are around people that they have access and they have access to that drug, things will never change. You cannot help them. You cannot drag them to therapy as much as you would like. They'll go to therapy. But if they don't want to go, it won't be effective. If they're not ready to quit, it won't be effective. And I know for a fact that my ex-husband is not ready to quit. Meth addicts are very great at painting this picture of themselves. And they're very good at manipulating emotions. They will make everybody feel sorry for them. You could feel sorry for them, but you have to stay strong. Don't take them back. The choices that they make, it's their choices. Even if they're not in the right state of mind, it gets so, it could get dangerous. It could get dangerous because sometimes they could get violent. They don't care who they hurt. They want what they want. They will do crime to get what they want. They tinker a lot. You know, for my next episode, I think I will probably go over some of the signs that pretty much uh, gave everything away. But, look friends, I do apologize that this episode is... Not one of my happiest ones. I try to get a lesson out of every experience, whether it be good or bad. What did I learn from this one? I learned that I still need to keep my guard up. And I was basically given validation that I still made the right choice. Even though I will stand on that decision 
or on that thought 100% that I made the right choice. I'll tell you guys why I know I made the right choice. Because every day since my boys and I have left that house, we have been at peace. There has been no drama. Because we focus on everyday things. Yes, having to rebuild can be very challenging. It could be a struggle. But these are struggles that normal people go through. These are struggles that help you learn and grow. They don't break you. I still do recommend seeing a counselor if need be. I'm actually still waiting on <laughs> my referral to be picked up, but I will probably need to take some time and um, go during the hours of work. I should take some time off anyways. But what I want to get at is don't stay where you're at if you're unhappy. Because I can promise you, it's not going to get better. It won't get better until you leave. If you are dealing with a meth addict at home, you need to let them fall. It's going to be okay. The last few days I have not been at my greatest, but I was reminded of a lot today. I couldn't sleep, but I remembered that there was a lot of things that I had to take care of. And these things that I have to take care of, they're very productive. And the reason why I find them to be productive is because I'm doing these things for my boys. Being a single parent, it's hard. But it's rewarding. Sometimes you get those thoughts in your head and you feel that perhaps... It would be easier if you know you didn't leave or you miss having that co-parent. But I think I'd keep my peace of mind over that. I really believe that my children deserve hundred percent of me rather than only 25 percent of me because I cannot function as I'm going through emotional challenges as I had to encounter my ex-husband it was very toxic they didn't deserve to see me sad all the time
as a mother, we always we always want the best for our children. So that means I have to work at being the best mom I possibly can be. So that's all I have for you guys today. I may be away for a few days to just take a breather and absorb everything that's happened. Just know and use my story and journey as an example for you. You're stronger than you know. And once you make up your mind, don't turn back. As I always say, we'll get through this together. Stay strong. Until then, thanks for listening to another late night, early episode of Still I Write. I'm your friend and host, Jerry Golightly. Until then, take care.